This is my second favorite uh, Jimmy World. That's my seven B, but it's a good song. Is it really that low? Wow, you're so dumb. Like I mean, you like you must consistently flip. Like you must you must you must have been taking like stupid pills daily for the last like two years to even come to that conclusion. That I've been on stupid pills since I was like. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music mm. podcast. The podcast where every week we get into a different album from a different band and really break it down, mm. really try to get down into the nitty gritty of it and try to have a good time while we're doing it. And mm. we might fight. I don't know. Who knows at this point? My name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way mm. out there in the ether is Jeff. Uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Mm. And uh, thank you for listening. Um, so, yeah, I, wh- what are we doing today, Jeff? Uh, Jimmy Eats World's Bleed Americans. Jimmy World formed in Mesa, Arizona in 1993 by Tom Linton on vocals and guitar, Jim Atkins on guitar and vocals, Zach Lynn on drums, 
and Mitch Porter on bass. They currently have 10 full-length albums, six EPs, five live, live records, one compilation, and have sold several million copies worldwide. But the album we're doing today is called Bleed American. It is the band's fourth record, and it was released July 24, 2001. It features Jim Atkins on vocals and guitar, Tom Linton on guitar, Zach Lynn on drums, and Rich or Rick Birch on bass. And the album has sold well over 1 million copies worldwide. Now, Jeff, mm. what is... Um, mm. you, you touched upon it on the, the album rankings, but what's your origin story with Jimmy World? Go. Wait. Much like... Much like the bands that we do in this in this genre, my my mm-hmm. origin story kind of always leads back to to my years at going to camp with the YMCA, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's where I first heard Jimmy World, and watching like counselors and older camps, men camps campers fuck campers wow. yeah campsmen <laughs> I couldn't find <laughs> yeah that's bad. Uh, yeah, watching older campers play guitar to like Jimmy World songs, like I, I mentioned, seventeen, and then not knowing it was a Jimmy World song until later on. I mean, that was my that was my first introduction, and I didn't start playing until I was like, I think I was like thirteen, mm-hmm. maybe fourteen, and so that was like right around when Bleed American came out, and I was, you know, it's. It was good, and of course, everybody at camp wanted to get their hands on 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 the material and play it at camp. And this is before you could just Google the tabs, and so we had to yeah. rely on uh, on older campsmen and campswomen to <laughs> what do you decipher to to tabulate the tabs, yeah, the, the guitar tabs, of, yeah. the tabulature. Yeah. So it was cool. It was cool to to be a part of of a time period when, I mean, I, I don't even know if that exists anymore, but to, to say, Hey dude, like, I really like what you're playing. Can you show me how to play it? And then mm-hmm. have that dude not just say, Oh yeah, Google this song where it was like, Oh yeah. Then sit down and then show me how to play it and then teach me how to play it. And then to the point where I was playing it in front of, and not like a lot of people, but in front of like a, the whole camp. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I don't know. It was just like a rite of passage type of thing. So Jimmy roll always has, a nice place in my heart, but several other bands too. And it's just, I don't know. It's always just been really fun. And it's always been really fun for me until Chase's light. Chase's light, like I said earlier, really, <laughs> really turned me off of Jimmy world. And I was just kind of like, fuck this band. I'm done with these guys over it. But clarity mm-hmm. bleed American, like these two albums hold such a, such a high place in my heart. And I, I do shit talk bleed American a lot, but yeah, it makes no sense. But, but it's good. I mean, you, you, you got to shit talk what you like. It's, if you just if you sing its praises all the time, it's it gets boring. Well, it's possible. It's possible. So that's my origin all story. Right. Uh, well, my origin story, real quick. I uh, the first thing I ever heard was the middle. I don't remember if it was on K Rock or if I saw the video on on MTV. I don't remember, but I do remember eventually watching the video a lot. Uh, and listening to the song a lot and I ended up buying the record Bleed American and that was my introduction to them um my friend Sean and I we listened to this fucking record so many damn times we we liked Jimmy we loved Jimmy World at the time but we never or I never at least never went back and listened to anything prior it took until 
like late high school, maybe right after high school for me to even listen to Clarity because I, I love Bleed American so much. So when Futures came out, I was so disappointed with it. So then I never, I just didn't care anymore. Like I, it was just kind of the thing. Like if I want to listen to them, I'll listen to Bleed American. I never cared to listen to anything before or after that because of Futures. Futures ruined it for me. And yeah, so that was kind of my thing. I, I hmm. love Bleed American and dude, it's such a sick record. I, I love it. So that, that that's it. It was very okay. basic. It's very, uh, very of the time of either K-Rock or the radio or MTV or something. It was just how I got into them. And then, of course, I saw them uh, when they opened for Green Day and Blink on the Pop Disaster Tour back in 01. So that was fucking cool. That was really cool. But that was the only time I ever saw them was that it was in 2001. I mean, I, I saw them once as well, but they only opened up for Green Day and they were very bitter about it. So, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Pop Disaster Tour was 2002, I think. It wasn't 01. But oh, regardless. Yeah. Everybody was just, you know, ready to. They were wondering. They were, I didn't your, want to be fact checked. Yeah. I didn't want to be fact checked. So. Fucking guy. Fucking guy. This fucking guy. Well, even like Clarity, I remember when I finally did hear it, I heard it. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was through you. I think I heard it when I worked at Tower Records, maybe. I don't know. I don't even remember the first time I heard Clarity. But yeah, when I know when I when I did, I fucking loved it, and I just became obsessed with that stupid record. It, it took Bleed American always holds something special for me. It took me a while to get into the non-slower acoustic side of Clarity, like the blister yeah. side of Clarity. Yeah. But I mean, instantly Bleed American is is I mean, dude, it's 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 undeniably it so catchy. Strong. Yeah. That first, that f- the first song, the the title track, it just it grabs you right away with the heaviness and the 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 melody of it, and then and then you get into the more slow, not slower, but softer, I guess you could say, catchiness of a praise chorus, and then you get right into the middle, like it's it's boom, 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 and then your house comes on after that, and then it's just like this acoustic thing, and you're like, what the fuck, like. The way this album is sequenced, it's done so fucking well. It was sequenced so well. I, I have, dude. I agree. I, I think it's great. I mean, there's not a there's not a stinker on here. No, no stinkers at all. I do absolutely none. I do have some okay songs. Like you're crazy. I Every do. song's a banger for me. I I do. Okay. Uh, I have two actually. My sundown and I don't know. And cautioners. Really, cautioners. Really, fuck. Yeah, okay. cautioners. So my sundown is barely an okay. Like it's it it could very damn well be a banger, but cautioners I think is a definite okay. It's just it's like dude on a on a on an album where there's ten other songs with an easily discernible, catchy as fuck melody. Mm-hmm. The lack of a melody here, in the context of this song, puts us at an okay. Yeah, because. I- Dude, what's yeah, it? Know. What's it in between? It's in between "Get It Faster" and faster the authority, and authority song. song. Two <laughs> wildly different songs, too. Oh my god, it. dude! But like <laughs> both of those songs, like "Get It Faster" relies on 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 the riffage, and eh, we'll get into whatever. But those two those two songs are my are my okay songs. Everything else okay. is, is a banger. But even those two okay. songs, like I I'd rather listen to those two songs in a lot of Jimmy Rolls discography. <laughs> More you'd rather listen to those than five five five? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's get in the middle because we already played it. 
Yes, let's do that because we it's, got the video to talk about. It is their biggest hit. It so. is my it is my three B. Really, it's that high? Holy yeah. shit, the, dude! It's you're fucking done. You're you're kidding yourself again. You're trying. You're playing the the I'm too cool for this song card. The middle is a banger of a song. It is. It is. It's perfect. It's a perfect song. It is what do we play it all the time? Like when we yeah, jam, it's a, a well crafted it. song. Yeah, it's it's a banger of a song, and and to think that it's anything but is just you're you're. I, I think you're no, trying. You're it, trying to be hard to be a punker, Tyler. You're crazy because okay. I, it is absolutely a banger. It's, it's probably totally like a banger. This is like my fourth. I love the song. Right? No, I love the song. What B is this? I, what B is this? What do you mean? What B of yours is this? You said this oh, is too high. Yeah. Oh my god. You're <laughs> such an idiot. See, you. Why do you try so hard? Just be. I don't be real. But see, people that's listen the thing. to this pod so we can they can hear us be real. You're I not being, being real. real. I am being. You're real. trying way too hard to be like Carson I am, Daly. You're painting like, your nails. I'm like be real. I'm you're, like be real from Cypress Hill. Like like that's like you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt and then with that little like jacket that he always wore, but then you painted your nails. Like oh, see, look at this. See my nails. I'm still kind of yeah, cool. I'm too cool. I'm still kind of punk. Like, dude, it's, it's a good song. It's okay if it's popular. It's it is. Fine. I it's think it's okay. a fantastic song. I love it's not the 10B. You're you're insane. Like you're literally insane. You took too much acid in the 70s, and now your brain's mush. <laughs> but, dude, the palm mutes and like the other Long guitar. Before I was born, yes. Uh, debatable. The palm mutes and like the what? other guitar that comes in. Even make sense. When you listen to this in the stereo, it is rad. It is awesome. Mm. And then the bass slide into the verse, boom, 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 lose your mind on that shit. Absolutely phenomenal. Everything is so layered. It's so good. Some of the palm meets are kind of chuggy too. Like they're really yeah. heavy. They're they're very chuggy, but still play it on like a higher note. So it doesn't sound like you're listening to Metallica or something. Yeah. But because it, it's, I, I think they tune like half a step lower than the normal standard right well i mean a lot of the music they do is in drop d is in drop d but i think because yeah. mo- most of the song they don't play they don't ever use the e the low e or the even or if they drop it down to d they don't drop it down to d but yeah d- i don't know I, I, <laughs> but i don't know it's just it's it's a killer song and then the Fucking drums 10 that, b yeah let's not even discount the, that little drum fill the right? dum, it's it's i love playing it when, whenever whenever we, we we play this when we're jamming that's my favorite part of the whole song it's my that's the only reason why part. we play this song it's so much fun to play it's that part and then the da 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 just that that four that four hit right there leading back into the either into the second chorus or leading back into the verse oh, i love those are my two favorite parts of the song to play on the drums because it's so silly it's so cheesy but it's so much fun I love it. Everything about the song is absolutely perfect. The solo is cool. It just the solo constantly yeah. builds and then eventually falls, but it mm-hmm. falls into the next verse. It's so and then just that perfect oh. But then the, like and then the verse comes in, hey, and then like you're the bingo bingo bingo. Yeah, it's like bingo. it's like that that synth. <laughs> Dude, it's like, it's like everything just blends so fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. You better have some good good explanations. For your nine Bs, because that is unbelievable that you put this as your ten B. You're insane. You are fucking I, insane. I think it's in a fucking membrane. fantastic song. It's a fantastic song. But it's your ten B. So, it's, who cares? There are better songs on this. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, there take are two better songs. No, no, dude. And like the, the video, the video. Okay, let's get into the, oh, the video. The video is iconic. Video and the yeah, lyrics. The, okay, yeah. 
They go hand in hand. Again, that dude, that's what I wrote. I said, I, okay, so here's, here's verbatim what I wrote. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first saw this video, Almost Naked People was so awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome to watch. <laughs> it wasn't until my, like many years later did I realize how awesome the video and the song itself went hand in hand. Yeah. Unbelievable, because really I, 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 you know, at a glance, you see a bunch of people just hanging out, fucking in their in their panties and stuff. <laughs> I know. Who doesn't want to see that, right? <laughs> I know, especially when you're when you're twelve, thirteen years old. Yeah. And you know, this is back when before the internet was huge, and the only this was know, yeah, the just, internet. This was this was the porn you watched. Like this was it. <laughs> Unless you stole it from like a parent or something. Like, yeah, like unless you stole it, God. <laughs> Stealing was like, stealing was so prevalent in our younger years. I know, it really was. Because <laughs> it's funny because like you couldn't look at porn when you were when at our like when we were young because the internet was too slow, so you just couldn't do it. So you had to rely like if you wanted to look at naked ladies, you had to like steal the porn from either your dad or your friend's dad or something, you know? So <laughs> like my, I mean, I don't know how much you stole, but in my youth, like stealing for me wasn't exclusive. Just, I stole everything. I see. I don't know. I wasn't a big stealer. I had oh friends who I were stole not, so not, much not just you, but no, I, I had some friends who were pretty crazy stealers, but I mean, it was only like, like, like fucking pornos and shit like that. Like it wasn't like, I didn't steal like anything crazy. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't steal like, you know, millions of dollars in stocks from, well, from, yeah. from the common folk. <laughs> well, I know that. <laughs> but the but middle, dude. Pussy. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic video, and it goes, it, like, it absolutely, okay, so I, maybe, maybe it's okay that it's your 10, 10B, because it, it is a cheesy song. It's very accessible. It's written lyrically in a way that can appeal to pretty much anybody ever mm-hmm. in the history of mankind, right? Yeah. Like everybody knows what it feels like to be in the middle of something mm-hmm. in the middle of like either just like siblings fighting or in the middle of a transitional period of your life. So it's such yeah, a broad you're feeling term. left out. Yeah, yeah. It's just so accessible to anybody. I get it, but it's so fucking uplifting and positive, man. It's so good. It's so happy. It is so like, Hey man, you can do it. Like that cat that hangs on the thing and says, <laughs> hang in there, kitty. Yeah, that's the middle, dude. That is the fucking middle. You know what I'm talking about, though. You know that cat. I know. I know what you're talking. You about. know the I cat. Know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I honestly have nothing bad to say about this song. It, it's even though it's a 10B, it's still an absolute banger, and I love the song and I love the video and I, I have so much nostalgia for this stupid song and, but anyway, yeah, this is this is this is a great song. So. I don't know. Should we? What do you? What do we want to talk well, about? Well, do we have we have what nine al- other bees? I guess to talk about because for whatever. Oh, you know. Reason. You know what I was gonna say. The middle. A lot of people speculated that this is also lyrically a response to them getting dropped tro- getting dropped by Capitol Records. Oh yeah. Because they didn't like Static Prevails and uh, Clarity, so this is also them being kind of like being left in the dust by the record company, being forgotten by them, and just kind of treated like shit by the company because. They didn't sell 10 million records. So, but but then Yet. like a couple of years ago, Jim Atkins said that that's not true at all. I didn't write the song by, about that or referencing that. So it it doesn't it know. doesn't uh, it makes it makes sense in the context of one song, but throughout this whole album, it doesn't it doesn't follow that suit. 
this whole album is mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. about that whatsoever. No, it's the the rest of the album is way more intimate, and I was surprised how um, how how open Jim Atkins is as a lyricist. Yeah, I, I like his lyrics a lot. Actually, I liked his lyrics a lot for for he had some great for like moments. for lack of a better term, like his lyrics are dumbed down to my my level. Like, but there's still like there's still enough there to like understand that he he can be com- more, a little bit more complex and. I don't know. I, I I like his style. I like his style of writing lyrically. There's there's I mean there's not a whole lot of people that I feel can utilize their voice to match what they're trying to convey lyrically, but but Jim can do it. Yeah, yeah. So, you're right. I don't know. It's I, there's a lot of stuff in here. We'll we'll get into the middle's your your stinker. So what is your? <laughs> it's not at all. What is? It's not what, at all. <laughs> what is your one B? <laughs> My one B is a praise chorus. Come of on, dude. Of course, you're a cuck. That's fine. What do you mean? Of course, it is. This is my, this is my second favorite uh, Jimmy World. That's song. my seven B, but it's a good song. Is it really that low? <laughs> yeah. Wow, you're so dumb. <laughs> like, I, I mean, you, Just like, you must consistently totally flip. <laughs> like, you must, you must, you must have been taking like <laughs> stupid pills daily for the last like two years to even come to that conclusion Dude, been, that that I've is your on stupid pills since i was like 12 i guess maybe it makes sense but even then like man you must have doubled up on the pills recently or something double the dose baby do you gotta love yeah. that that, that so wait, four count in wait wait you, wait this, did your seventh your seventh b you yeah it's my seventh b fucking so dumb unbelievable this is just like a perfect song through and through like you said right like with that that count in and it's just it's it's one of the catchiest songs on the record, and then the bridge. Are you fucking? Well, kidding I me? mean, the back and f- I mean, just okay. the. To be fair, okay. What to be fair? Okay, what? Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this is a gym song, and then the so? bridge is what we wait for. The like the back and forth, the vocals, like that's, it's it's uh. fucking good, and it's. I don't know. It's 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 a good good song. I love this song, and it's so it's fucking a great song. Catchy. And the way he like the way he stutters too. <laughs> it's it's an intentional stutter, but it's so it adds so much character to this song. I love it. And it, oh my god, dude, this song is perfect. It's absolutely channeling perfect. his inner who in that in that aspect. Oh my god, is that is that what he's trying? Yeah, to Yeah, remember my generation know. from the who? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But this is better than than my generation. I mean, well, actually, fuck it. I that just I, I just thought of that right now. But this entire song is essentially just like an homage to all of the music that they grew up with, loving, right? Yeah. The the one the that, fact that, that he really stutters so, there and like that's that's what the who did in my generation. generation, right? Like holy shit! And this is like the band of this generation, you know? That is uh, that's fucking nuts, man. It's prophet, prophetic, pro, uh, prophetic, prof, prof, prophetic, 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 prophetic. Pro, I think it's prophetic. But the one reference that I was really surprised by was the Motley Crue one. Like, I, I didn't think that they would be a band that would have liked Motley Crue <laughs> to kickstart my heart. Like, it's so weird. Oh, oh man, I, I love this. I love this song. What don't you like about it? I don't understand it. Uh, I think this song is a banger. I think so. Like, mm. I, I, I was I was writing about that four count in when you, when the drummer counts you in on the hi-hat like that, you yeah. better come in with something hard. You better come in with something hard, something that's going to blow everybody away. And that's not, not the song, <laughs> but, but it's, it's okay. okay. 
it totally it is okay. And so it's like I'm on my like just the, the, just the like, chorus too, uh, with the drums <laughs> that that doom. It's just like that the stop and go of the drums and just him singing that 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 melody over it is. Oh, it's so good. Just like just the know. balls in this kid, right? You to four yeah. count me into a to an emo song. It's like this fucking Who guy. Who does that right? exactly? Like like <laughs> cue cue Mario hands, right? Which with the fingers <laughs> touching out you this fucking guy. Like, are you serious? The balls on this fucking guy. Like I'm Tony Soprano over here. And then I, I love, dude, I absolutely love how the drums double time it right before the verses. The do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it goes into it. Like, the first time you hear it, it's just like, holy fuck. Cause, because you're just hearing, like, the, the open kind of chords being played and the drums double time right before the verse starts. And then and then the song starts. But then you hear it again and the double times into the bridge. And the, mm-hmm. oh, the, the bridge is, like, the best part of this fucking song. Not to say that the other parts are bad because they're not. You could take the bridge out, and it would still be a really good song. This is like taking the simplicity of of clarity and just putting more distortion on it. You know, this is this is really something they would have done on Clarity, but with a cleaner sound. Ah, oh, man, it's so fucking good. <laughs> I don't. Know, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a little bit of um of this stupid song. So here's a, a praise chorus from uh, Jimmy World.
right, there it is. A praise chorus from Jimmy World. Had to play the bridge because that bridge is the best thing they've ever done. I mean, you have to agree that bridge is the best thing they've ever done. <laughs> In any song. No, I don't I don't agree with that uh, at no. all. No. No. You I probably think, f- think that I think five by five is the greatest thing they've ever done. Well, I mean that that's a that's a close second. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know why you hate that song. I really don't get it. But anyway, um lyrically though, what do you, what do you got lyrically on the praise chorus? This this was kind of a cool I I don't know if I discerned it correctly, but this this was fun for me. This one just seemed to be about Jim's love for music, the band's love for music, and the way concerts and music overall shaped their entire life. Mm-hmm. All the shout outs, like they enjoyed, uh, all, or all the bands they listened to as a kid, all, all the shout outs they, they threw in there lyrically. And I think the line, I want to fall in love tonight, like yeah. seemingly could be just like, I want to fall in love with somebody at the show. But like, really, it's just them falling in love with music, music, the experience, and all, all of it. And yeah. it's just, unless like, I don't know, man. I, I, I hate to be like, well, unless you were there, you don't fucking know. Like that's because that's stupid. But you just, yeah. it's hard to put into context. It's hard to put into words that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, literally, this is this is one of the one. This is like in my topper. This is my topper songs. Your topper. lyrically, topper songs <laughs> lyrically, because it was just cool. Like it's just like this was us, man. This was when we went to shows. Like it's yeah, watching bands play for good or bad. We've seen so many shitty bands play, but we had a fucking good time. We had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's also saying like just make make the best of of everything that you do, like. Like they, they kind of reference like if you're at a show, just make your way to the front or just like get in the crowd. Just don't just don't stand around. Like if you want to if you want to if you want to have fun, just go do it. Like who like who gives a fuck what other people are saying? Just go do it. Just, you know, it's just don't hold yourself back. And that's kind of what this song is. And I feel, I feel like even referencing like all these other bands, like they kind of did something. The bands that they're referencing did something a little bit different or like really put themselves out there. And it worked for them, and it was just kind of them not only paying an homage to them, but also saying these people did it, and they did something really great. Any if they could do it, anybody else can do it. Yeah. So it's a it's a great song, man. <laughs> Lyrically kick, too, like I never kick start I never really, your rock and rolling heart. Yeah, right? uh, it's great. Like it's I, a great song too. Kick like start my heart, dude. Oh, so good. It, it's a it's a good song. It's a good song. It should be your one B, but for <laughs> no, whatever reason, it's your seven. That's that's silly. What okay? What if my what if the middle was there was what if I said it was their seven B? You'd be okay with that, but if it's a ten B, oh no, I'm all mad. Yeah, I'm because that means be there's mad. only one song on this album that you that you liked less than the middle. What what yeah, is the my one? Sundown. <laughs> okay, my sundown. <laughs> I'll admit it. I'm not I'm not ashamed. What is it? That means cautioners is above the middle. Yeah, you're a fucking. You're a butthole, dude. You're you're literally a butthole. Like poop comes out of you because you're a butthole. <laughs> what number is cautioners? I swear to God, if it's top three, I'm fucking we're Discord's disconnecting. What if it was though? It didn't I, I already have Discord open. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's my number six. It's my six B. Way too high, but okay. Oh, you're okay with that. Okay. You make no fucking sense. Cause I, well, eventually, no I want to hear. Sense. I want to hear your rationale behind that because it's stupid. There's no rationale behind any of this. 
<laughs> so what do you got for your uh wait oh, what's your one true. b wait yeah what is your one b you ready for it dude i was born ready it's probably in the middle you, you even though you said it's your three b it's probably also your one b because you make <laughs> it's no not my one b no my 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 one b is hear you me okay that that's hear a solid that's you a solid one. me oh, that's a good one this that is one, uh this is the one that i have the most notes for this is legit my one b I love this song. I absolutely I love too. this song. I love the way the guitar is played. So I, I, I was, because this is one of the the earlier songs I learned how to play on the guitar also. And I just, I love, I love the chords used, the amount of open strings, the progression on the fretboard by just moving one or two fingers. And essentially like he's capoing the second fret and mm-hmm. he's playing a D, but he's keeping that ring finger planted on the d and then he's kind of like slowly progressing down on the fretboard a little bit more into the g and then going back into the d so there's only like four chords and it's interesting okay it's amazing but but what he's doing here is he's leaving that high e open on the on the g so you're getting like a solid g string a g chord but with the open e so you're getting this weird like high e note and because mm-hmm. you're capoing the second fret, it's 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 got it, it it makes this it makes the riff like lovely, but a little bit uneasy, almost like something's missing mm-hmm. from this like riffage. And so, but then the the taking, uneasiness makes sense. But like also the fact that something's missing here is going back into like the theme of the song. And then like I, I'm no I'm no music major whatsoever, but the simplicity here. I think is absolutely phenomenal. And mm-hmm. I think just like the way he plays these chords is so simple, is so basic, but he leaves these little, these strings open to where you think like, wow, there's, I feel weird. I feel like there's something supposed to be there. And yeah. that's, that's what this song is. That's what like lyrically, emotionally, and not just Jamie world, but that's what, this song is about something is missing. Interesting. Okay. Phenomenal. I guess that can go hand in hand with what the lyrics are actually about too. I, it's one hundred percent hand in hand. I don't know how how like musical theory theoried because I I uh-huh. verbed that adjective noun thing. I don't know how how well he is at uh, music theory, Jim Adkins, but I would like to think that he did this on purpose. To keep I mean, to, ma- to make a so. song so like so simple, but then also kind of just leave it leave leave us all hanging until that last like because this the song's in in the key of E because when you capo the second fret now you're in the key of E mm-hmm. instead of D so it's just there's a lot of things going on here and I it's and it's such a wildly sad song but it's it's not just sad it's it's sad but it's also paying respect and it's also kind of like a good goodbye. Mm-hmm. Like, like we hear a lot of sad songs. We talk about a lot of sad songs and they're really sad. And this is really fucking sad. This is like the saddest song. I mean, it's clearly the saddest song on the record, but this is just like, I didn't really know or remember the backstory to this, but it's so tragic. It's so, and then just like, then reading the, the lyrics and like the certain wording he uses with just like with just kind of like the the small crescendos in the song and the background vocals that harmonize with him 
what like just a beautiful song it it's like like you could not have have done a song better than this with the context of it all it's it is absolutely perfect and it's it's perfect I, jimmy world too it's not just a good song because it's sad because it's based in reality but it's a good jimmy world song right it's got the acoustic part of jimmy world because Jimmy Rule did a lot of acoustic stuff prior to like Bleed American. They, they yeah. did Clarity and they did a lot of acoustic shows that were just acoustic versions of Clarity songs. And so Jimmy Rule can do really good acoustic songs, but then they also they also be really good band. Yeah. But this song has both of them and it's it's hard it's hard to throw an acoustic guitar in the forefront of like the instrumentation and then put a band behind it with like drums and a full band because it always just sounds cheesy and dumb. But not in, here. In anthemic almost. Yeah, but it works here. It, it's it sounds so good. Yeah. And I, we, we've been talking about it for the last few minutes and we've completely, you know, not touched upon what it's actually about. And uh, I don't, do you want to talk? Do you want to yeah, give an explanation like, or do you I've, want me to do it? So I've, I heard of this situation long before I realized that Here You Me was about the situation. So Michael and Carly, they were sisters. They were friends of Weezer. They were yeah. really good friends of Weezer and the guys in Weezer. And um, they were also friends to all musicians that were touring in like the Los Angeles area. They'd open their house up, their couches. They, they'd drive people to like concerts. Any up-and-coming band... That would, like, they would uh, like bring them food that they would just like supported these bands like like no other fan does ever it's crazy. they were just yeah. they were just good dudes like they were yeah they were they were cool and and these two these two sisters were were so influential to to Weezer and Jimmy world and there's like a bunch of other bands too that are not that well known but yeah that don't matter but they 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 eventually died in a in a uh a car accident and not a lot of details have been released about the car accident so that doesn't because yeah, there's no really witnesses it was a, it was and a it was single in like car the accident. 90s and they, whatever yeah. but this is in just, colorado springs too it, it's just nowhere. it's just uh this song is the song is a is a way like emotionally and it's just really good and it kind of shows the band thanking and remembering two good people in the indie music scene at the time. And these two girls, they ran the Weezer fan club. So Weezer had a fan club and before like Carl Koch, like the fifth member of Weezer got involved with it. Like these two girls ran the fan club. They had so much clout with the band, with Weezer that they would arrange like fan club meetings as they normally would. And like rivers would show up and Matt Sharp would show up and like Pat Wilson would show up like, as per their request. And they, they were on, you know, there wasn't texting back then, but they were like the equivalent of texting rivers on a daily basis type of friendship that they had with them. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like there was a quote saying like, oh yeah, our friends are in this band Weezer. They just also happen to play music. So like they were friends first and then fans second, but they yeah. never lost that fan aspect to them because they yeah, love exactly. Weezer's music. They love music in general. They love the scene in general. And it was just, after they died, some attribute their death to like Weezer breaking up because Weezer's last concert before they went on hiatus was a benefit concert to help with the bills to, for the mm-hmm. parents of these two girls. And then also Matt Sharp's last official Weezer concert as a member of Weezer was was that benefit concert. So it's That's it's crazy. It's it, I don't know. It's 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 
it's really sad. It's a really tragic story, but it's also yeah. really cool to see bands connect with fans like that because we just yeah. we don't we don't hear about it. I'm sure it still happens. We just don't hear about it nowadays. Yeah, I, I read too that they were so close with the Weezer guys that when when they signed the deal to make the Blue Record, they uh, Rivers actually called them and left them a, a a message on their answering machine saying how excited that they just got signed that night to record uh you know a full length record with a major label and they said and then Rivers said on the the message that you guys now have free free tickets to every concert we ever do like he was just he it seemed like everybody loved these girls like they were just the best and just so kind hearted and then and it wasn't just them too it was their younger sister who was in the car as well who died yeah and then um and then even the guys from Weezer, they they went to the funeral, and then, like like you said, they they canceled I think like one or two shows, and then they finished out the tour, and then that was it for them. But yeah, they they went to the funeral, and it's just so fucking sad. It's and just, just it makes this song, it gives this song so much more uh, emotional depth. I don't know, it's so it's, fucking sad. It's not sad because people died because that's sad and people die all the time and that's not what we should be sad about. But it's like what's really sad is you can hear you can hear the pain in Jim's yeah. voice and hear you me. And the song Michael and Carly, which is a B side by Weezer for their blue album, you can mm-hmm. hear Rivers pain in that song. And so yeah. like that's what makes it so sad is you can you can you can kind of like empathize or yeah, empathize with, with Jim in this instance. And I'll tell you, man, the last line of the force verse, force, force verse, verse, the force leading into the chorus. (laughs) When he says a a song for a heart so big, God wouldn't let live. Like, What are you doing to me? bro? Are you serious? It's so, it's so tragic. Oh my God. Damn it. Uh, Everything. I mean, even if you're like not religious, I mean, the chorus itself, like, may angels lead you in, hear you me, my friends. Oh, sleepless roads, the sleepless go, my angels lead you in. Oh, my God, dude. It's just like, it gives you chills. And then just even them referencing the road, like, just referencing the the accident is even, like, I don't know. It gives it this weird... Like, it, it's almost like it's almost like he's gone too far by by bringing that up, but it's still acceptable. Like, it's not... I don't know. I can't even explain it. it it's, it's a there, perfectly written song. It's through dude, through. There's there there are videos of Jim like, like breaking down and crying when he's playing the song. Yeah. Early on, and I imagine so. I mean, they were they were so they helped Jimmy World out a lot in the beginning, from what I was reading. But, but but then you got Rachel Hayden who who's who, who's providing backup vocals in this and she like I said earlier she was a founding member of the Rentals the Rentals Matt Sharp uh mm-hmm. Pat Wilson uh, like clearly obviously friends of of Michael and Carly yeah so it's just like all around just a very very sad thing but a really really good like thank you you know yeah. it's it's not like we're sad be sad with us it's more like like hey we're sad because our friends are really cool. You should also think that they're cool, but also be kind of sad. Like it's not it's not a sad song for sad sake. It's more like a sad song for 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 remembrance, right? Like like awake yeah. almost, I guess. Man. Yeah. 
That's what yeah. I'm saying, dude. Going back to like the guitar, like 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 Jim. I know I don't know if it's Jim or Tom, but whoever's playing that guitar part is just it's very stripped down. It's very basic. And that last chord before dropping back into the D is just leaving that that high E open. It's just you feel like there's something missing. You feel like mm-hmm. I need some closure there. There's there's something not quite right with this last chord. I dig it's, it. It's Ooh. heavy. It's heavy. So here's uh here's here you me from uh Jimmy World. There's a bit of um, Hear You Me from Jimmy World. Wow, man, what a song. You know what's even kind of, what I think is really interesting about this song as well is the the main guitar strumming, he plays so fast through the entire song. Like there's no stopping his playing, just that constant strumming when everything else is playing, not at a different time, but just slower, you know? Yeah, if what I'm saying makes sense. No, like he's I mean, playing he's, it like like a he's what, going what, down and up, down and up, as you know, fast. Yeah, but it just sounds so much faster than everything else when you have just the bass. It's like, doom, doom. But what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> it it's like 
oh my god what what's the the i'm not even drum term what's the time signature term where it's like you have your 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 half note quarter note was an eighth note 16th note 32 note right yeah so it's almost like he's playing like a 30 is that a 32 maybe it's a 16 note thing on the on the acoustic guitar but everyone else is playing like a like maybe a uh, half note you know it's yeah, just like he's, he's like, playing he's like tripling faster. he's like tripling the the speed of everybody else of everybody else but obviously still keeping in time yeah but yeah it's just it's so weird like he does they for whatever reason it works so well in that song and he he just does it the entire time i think like that's the whole four and a half minutes i think that like goes along lines with like the the emotion right like just i don't know the emotion of death in in a family or a, or a close friend, you just you you mm. don't know what you're doing. You go fast one minute and you're down the next minute. It's just yeah. And, it's like, and the, like again, the, the like, strumming is the anger part of it, but then everything else is the sadness and the and all. Yeah, that. there's just so many emotions to deal with, and 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 again, it's not like like people die all the time, and I don't want to diminish like a death, but I also can't. I can't like empathize with a death specifically because I don't know these people, but yeah, I can connect with the feeling that Jim is trying to get me to feel like that. I can connect with and yeah, that does a good job of it. Dude, that's why this song is killer. Yep. You're right. Make me feel and hear you <laughs> me. That was like my, that, I don't know if it was either or, or both of them, but that was like their, 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 their catchphrase. In, in in like the Weezer forums was Hear You Me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Weezer's gonna come that. out with a new record. Hear you me. Like that was that was like their thing. And then in the song Michael and Carly on on the blue, like the chorus that Weezer or, or that River sings is Hear You Me, Michael. Hear you me, Carly. So Oof. it's just so cool, it's man. It. It's just cool. Ah. I know. Like, do bands even give like props like that nowadays? Is that a thing? Do people even I don't do think that? So, no, I really don't think so. Do I think people are so stuck up their own asses that they just don't even. Uh, but do I bands? Know, I hate, music now. Like, like, I hate do, music now. Do bands even slum it anymore? Like, oh, like, like, do on. they do they even tour in a shitty van and and play shows and and have people like us or people like we used to be come out and and, and watch them play and then talk to them in the parking lot and. Like is that a thing anymore? Or is that completely? I think dead? if it's like a, I feel like punk, like the punk scene is still like that. Maybe parts of the metal scene are still like that, but I feel like most people nowadays, even before all this COVID stuff, people were just like focusing on YouTube and and posting their shit on YouTube and having more of an internet presence and making money on Patreon and and the the pay sites like that. Like I don't, it's the scene's not like it was even when we were in high school. Back in the early two thousands, it really sucks. I mean, it's nice that that bands don't have to slum it, I guess, but it also really sucks that bands don't have to slum it. But I don't know. But then maybe they do because, like, but then if you look at like a band like the Bomb Pops, you know, they're not they're not a huge they're not a big band. They're like our age, though. They're our age, but I mean, they're like up until like COVID hit, they were still driving around in vans. They didn't have tour buses. They weren't Lincoln park uh, with a tour bus before their first record came out. (laughs) They're fucking in a van, you know, a shitty fucking van smelling farts all day. And you know, it's the way it was. But I, I mean, honestly, I don't think tour life now or prior to COVID was like it was 15, 20 years ago. There's no way, no way at all. 
It's a damn shame. That's a van shame. Van shame. But yeah, that's my one B. What's your uh, what's your two B here? My two B. Oh my god. Are you ready for this one? I guess. <laughs> it's getting faster. Come on, man. Oh, that's my two B too. Okay, good. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I mean, we have a lot. You and I have a lot of good memories with this one. Yeah. It's stupid nostalgia. It it's the it's a heavy song, drop D, and it's very basic. Four four notes. Literally four notes the entire song, except for the bridge, except for the bridge. And um, damn, that bridge is fun to play. Two guitar players, so much fun to play. One high, one low. (laughs) Once you get that timing down, it's so much fun. It's so stupid. That's all the song is. I I wrote, there's not much to this song, but for the true heads, all we do is wait for the breakdown. Because it's fucking amazing. and And then the O's, the O. Uh, <laughs> Those are so I mean, bad. Who They're doesn't so like to sing awful. that? <laughs> who does not like to sing that? And I, I'll never forget, like friend of the pod, Wes, when we were in in high school. You and I, you and I were playing this song a lot when we were jamming, and then we were talking to Wes about it, and then we started like singing that part of the song. And because you and I can't sing for shit, we sounded like idiots, and he was just. I remember just dying of laughter because <laughs> we just sounded like a bunch of fucking idiots doing that. Oh, I'm so dumb. So, I mean, still it's to so this dumb. day, I, don't, I fucking sing all of them. I even <laughs> sing the... <laughs> 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 it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and I go... The oh. <laughs> I go in the drum part. <laughs> I sing it all, but, you know, it's terrible. Oh, it's so dumb. But then the, the, it's the... It's, it's so stupid to how the song it's just that that very soft palm mute super soft you can barely hear it and then i don't care what it's like he's like whispering like this staccato whisper that he's doing and then it's just the ow and then everything just explodes it's so like fucking song trombino has has programming credits here which i think is like the almost all of the beginning part mm-hmm. and then a lot of like the the weird kind of I don't know, like like electronic sounds you hear the eerie sounds throughout the song yeah, yeah. that's that's probably all trombino so I that's so, yeah. that's cool and i think the song is i think the song is great i think so too and it would like the first 45 seconds is is that is that that very slow build up into the into the palm into the palm mute yeah it swells in and yeah like you said it goes into that awkward whisper <laughs> that staccato thing that he does it's, we've we've never really heard him do that before no never never ever <laughs> oh my god it's so dumb it's creepy but i love it i love it i love it uh do you want to play it and then talk about the lyrics or what do you want to do whatever you want to do kid okay well i'm gonna play it real quick and then i'll play it through the bridge and then we'll get into the lyrics on a little bit more okay. so here's a here's get it faster i'm starting at like a minute so here it is from jimmy world I don't care if you're angry. I'm getting out. Now nothing ever shakes me. I'm going out. I don't care if you're angry. 
you go. Get it faster from Jimmy World. That bridge, though, that bridge is so new metal. It is so corn. <laughs> ah, maybe that's why I like it so much. It's probably why you like it so much too, because you're such a cornman. That is true. That is uh, that is true. That that super low low right there, just the heaviness. It's very corn. I really like that last that last note to end like the riff. That boom. That one that one hit. Yeah, that yeah. really really boom. Let it ring out a little bit. Let a palm mute mm. ring out. It's good. It's so good. So, so good. Mm. Okay, so let's get into the lyrics, I guess, for Get It Faster. Yeah. We, we uh, talked about the the meat and potatoes of it. So Yeah, after that 40 what do you got lyrics? break. Sure, let's get back into it. Get it faster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is, uh, this is uh, I thought this was a song about being fed up in a relationship. And trying yeah. to do whatever you can to make the other person hate you, but then there's like, there's this still, there's still this small part of you that doesn't want to leave because he says, he says he's holding out but not getting an answer, like right, like he's waiting for an answer, like like he's he gave an ultimatum or some shit. Yeah. But then the next line, he says cheating gets it faster. But like, I can't imagine him. I can't imagine Jim Atkins cheating in the literal sense. It's just. Based on this album and and the lyrics he writes, I just can't, I can't see him being that hurtful. Nothing on this album or, or a lot of their songs give me that idea that he's a cheater in a relationship. So that's why I think he wants the other person to like hate him, so they break up with him. Almost like a George Costanza type of thing. Let yeah. me make let me make the other person hate me enough so that way they can break up with me and I don't have to be the breaker upper. That's what I was thinking. I, what I wrote was that it's like the the cowardly way to get out of a relationship because you you don't want to confront like issues you don't want to you just don't want to have that 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 argument so the easiest and fastest way to get out of it is just to cheat on them and then that's it that's all like cuz there's no turning back there's no like there's no talking about it after that from his viewpoint so yeah it's just it's the yeah. coward's way of getting out of it yeah which is a very like stripped down uh, very stripped down lyrically for him on this record. I mean, lyric. I mean, lyrically and songwriting wise, musically, this is the most stripped down song on the entire record. But it's still the two B. It's still that good because of it. I don't know. No, I I but. I agree. I think the two biggest, like like you said, stripped down songs are "Hear You Me" and "Get It Faster." They're just they're basic. Like "Hear Me" also is just kind of the, the four the four chords throughout the whole song yeah. get it faster is the same way so that's uh, that's kind of interesting that i don't know my two b's what do you got for your three b yeah yeah what do you got for your three oh my three b was the middle oh that's right that's right that's wow. right uh so my three b you know surprisingly maybe is uh sweetness <laughs> and this song this song is an absolute banger i mean who doesn't like to sing this song the with the all the woes and everything like that the really high just guitar riff uh, it's just oh my god it's it's just such a perfect <laughs> pop song i guess you could say pop rock song okay and then come to find out this is actually written during the clarity sessions and was supposed to be on clarity but then they turned it down in the end yeah so this was played on the clarity tour back in back in the day and that's crazy to me that's so crazy does not fit the clarity does, album. 
like at all. It barely even fits the Bleed American album. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't fit this album at all, to be honest. It's too it's too happy, it's too poppy, it's too fast. This song just does not fit on either record. It's just doesn't work. But it does work at the same time. I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted, but it is my 3B. It's for sure my 3B. And what does it sit on your on your Bs? This is my 9B. Oh, you are so dumb. You like the middle more than sweetness. You are so Oh yeah, insane. absolutely. You're so out of your mind. Well, th- this song also had a video. The video was you know, at the time, I didn't think anything of it, but but watching it now, it's kind of cool conceptually where it kind of like I don't know, it just kind of like <laughs> shows it kind of just shows like th- these guys like jamming in their their little tiny ap- shitty apartment or a room. And then it's just trash. like them kind of like imagining what? This video is trash. I mean, this visually it looks so stupid. dumb. It is so outdated, even for the time. Like you had to have known technology is going to get better. So by by shooting a video that kind of showcases all of current technology, it's going to be outdated at some point. This video is so dumb. And the fact that these guys are plain old people, these are all pops. Everybody in this band is a pop. They're plain old people. Nobody in this band is interesting to look at. Like, this video is trash. It's so stupid. But I laughed. I laughed pretty damn hard how dumb it was. But what I but what I was saying, yeah, obviously the the special effects were bad. But like the, it was them just kind of like jamming in their apartment. But like the story of the video was them like imagining like their career progressing playing up in stadiums and then at the end it's just them reverting back to them just playing in a in, in an apartment and so i mean it was it was a it was a fu- interesting fun little fun little video but to go off of what you were saying about how their their pops the plain old peoples i mean the guitarist tom dude every <laughs> video up until like now the dude <laughs> wears the most basic like oversized t-shirt and just the most basic jeans, and it's just every time, every right? Every time, dude. Every time, like without fail, without exception, dude. He is. I mean, I like him. I think he's he's whatever. He's cool, whatever. But dude, it's the same same thing over. Like even in the sweetness video, all like the other three guys are wearing like either collared shirts or like a tie. He's fucking t shirt. It's like this ugly, t-shirt. but it's not even like a t-shirt. It's ugly, like maroon and then like black, <laughs> sleeves, black sleeves t-shirt, black short sleeves. Yeah, it's just not even long, not even like not even black black long <laughs> sleeves. They're black short <laughs> sleeves, like the worst of the worst. And his hair is For just, what it's, yeah. like he just woke up. Like it just he they look terrible. He looks terrible. It's I mean not that you need like an image or anything, but like you you could church it up a little bit. But that's his image. You yeah, know, it's no, just like, <laughs> but it's like ev- the earliest stuff I've seen from them up until now, he's literally wears like this oversized shirt with like, you know, pops, you know, pops jeans or whatever, you know, <laughs> he's just, uh, it's ridiculous, but it's, uh, it, it's fine, whatever. But anyway, this song, Sweetness, outside of just the, uh, the the vocals the guitar part that din 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 it's that high part in the song that just it just gets me every time every fucking time and then at the very end just that piano part that din 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 
it's so <laughs> it's so cheesy, but it's the this little is, things sometimes that that get me. So this is like I don't know. This is one of those songs that's just like undeniably catchy. Like, yeah, I don't, you can't. Help I don't really care if you're like a hip hopper, a reggae, whatever you like. This is undeniably catchy. This is this is ridiculous, but mm-hmm. I don't like the intro. Don't like it. Don't care. Don't like it. <laughs> what the intro is just I in don't, the hook. I don't like that there's no instrumentation. You listen to the clarity version and at least the mm-hmm. guitar is there. I don't I don't like that it's just Jim singing. I don't like it. It's too goofy. It is too pop. I don't like it. Okay. I really, That's actually, great. really, really dislike it. But after that, I think it's really good. So yeah, it's really, really good. But damn, I cannot stand that intro. And then Zach's drumming too is solid too. Just the the he's pretty much just playing the snare and the hi hat, just like that constant that constant beat. It's really cool. The song just kills it every time. Every time I hear it, it's a good song. I I would never change it. I would never turn away from it but it's just that intro man i cannot oh i fucking hate that intro i really dislike that intro <laughs> can't stand Clearly, it yeah. can't stand you can't stand it ah uh should we play it or should we skip nah, it and get it's on gonna, to you're else? gonna play the intro and i wish you just skip it so yeah it's gonna make you mad okay yeah. so what's your 4b then 4b authority song i'll play authority song Dude, the way the drums and the guitars match each other is so Mm -hmm. rad. And we haven't talked about it a lot, but Rick Birch, the bass bass player, dude, this guy, this guy kills it. Like he does a really good job at playing bass for a, you know, an emo band. Like he's fine. But like the bass slide, the, the he does a lot of bass slides all up and down this album. But this one he hits it twice, so it like it's the second note that he slides on. So it's not like brown, it's brown. <laughs> That's what he does here, and it's so subtle and it's so quick. You almost miss it, but you mm-hmm. gotta listen because it's there. And this is a fantastic song, dude. The harm vocals, the harm vocals, harm the harm vocals are good. And they back up like like the I, I think it was like probably the uh, the what's the girl's name Hayden we talked about her earlier uh, Rachel Hayden Rachel Hayden yeah Rachel Hayden dude she yeah. compliments the entire song and I timestamp this part too but the hand claps the, oh, hand, the hand claps, claps really and then that yeah. lone hit the lone hit mm-hmm. that everybody comes in with and then the bridge like everything is just so magnificent it starts at two minutes you can start it there if you like I don't know Did but we, that's I mean, that's the best part of this fucking song. And this song is really good, too. No, it, it totally is. So it's a, it's a three and a half minute song. Do you want me to start at the beginning or just the two minutes? I would say start at the two minutes. I mean, I don't know because... No, because you, after the two minute part, you, you would still know the, the beginning riff anyway. Although be, I, okay. I do like... I don't know because I do like the two note hit bass slide in the intro. <laughs> I'm leaving this one up to you. This is my 5B, so so I'm leaving this up to you. Okay, do the do the, do the two minute. Do the hand claps because I, I wrote it okay. down. I'm not gonna do it. How about okay? I'll, I'll start it at 150, so we have some a chance to to fade into it. Okay, so. all right. So here it is, uh, the authority song from 
the Jimmy Eat World. There's a bit of the authority song from Jimmy World. That that also the part after the hand claps when it hits that that low note on the bass and then it goes right into the the chorus again. Oh my god, that doom doom. Just That's that what one, I'm saying. That everybody, one note. but everybody does it at the same time. Yeah, everybody's yeah. hitting that same note, that same beat, that dum. And then it goes mm-hmm. back into it. Let it ring just enough, just enough. And those harms too, Rachel's harms on there. Oh, it's it works so well, and it's so. Just overall, this song is so poppy. It's the I think it, I'd have to say it's the poppiest song on the record. Yeah, it, but, I mean it. It bounces around quite a bit. Yeah, it's mostly because that drum beat. That I don't even know how to how to what it's called, but that that I don't I don't even know. It's, I, I mean, know. it's it's following the guitar riff, but because the drum beat's so damn like catchy and it's so swing. unconventional, kind of you forget that the that that the guitar riff is leading the drums. What what I like so much about about this him playing in the song is how loose he plays it. Uh, the, the drumming, Zach's drumming is he's just sounds like it's he's he's barely keeping it there, but it's just it's so loose. I love it. I love that style of drumming, that loose style. That's why I like Jimmy Chamberlain, I think, is just so great because he has that, but he's so tight at the same time. <sighs> I'm a sucker for a good drummer, I guess. I don't know. Well, you're a sucker, that's for sure. Well, it's debatable. It's debatable. Um, uh, lyrically, though, what, what do we got here for this one? Uh, I, think, I think this is about just a simple dude with simple pleasures. Okay, fair enough. I, I think you're right, but... He wants to hear something and, and he hopes he hears it. And if he doesn't hear it, then whatever. Fuck it. I kind of saw this like, because you know how this has more of like a, a rock and roll or rockabilly kind of vibe to it with that. And I feel like the lyrics kind of match that that old that old style of like, oh, I want to go out and, and I see a girl that I like. So I want to impress her. So I want to make sure I put on the right song. Or I want to make sure I'm dancing right for her. Like it's a way of like wooing the girl. and I, But it's done in kind of like a very innocent way. Okay. I feel like the song, the song and lyrics match that whole kind of old, old style of music from the fifties. That's kind of what I get from it. I mean, to be it's kind fair, of an homage to that. These guys are probably like the last of the, uh, of the curating a jukebox type of crowd. Right. In what way? 
because when, I don't know, like even the balancing souls talk about like bullying the jukebox and, and, and stuff. So when you go out to a bar, the jukebox is what kind of dictates the mood of the bar. So you go to a bar, yeah, true. you know, it's your bar, you got 15 friends or whatever. You bully the jukebox. You throw a bunch of money in, and the next hour and a half is your music. Is us? Yeah. <laughs> or, or you and I throw in a dollar, and the next hour is us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With two songs. <laughs> I never. Every time I go to a hair is an orange. I will never ever not put on the live album or the live version of Moby Dick. I just I have to do it. Or Days Confused. You got to do Days Confused too, too I do, as well. I do Moby Dick because when it gets to like when it first starts the drum part, the bartender Ray and the other guy Jeff, <laughs> and then I forgot the other guy's name, but they know that part and they fucking turn it off every time and look at me <laughs> like I'm like an asshole and I just laugh because <laughs> there's so much like dead silence too during that solo. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the, I don't know, the era of, of curating a jukebox to help, you know, like move the mood of the bar along. It, it's like dead. And these guys were kind of the last, the last era of that. Because by the time we were 21, like jukebox were there, but they got replaced by those, uh, you know, those like, not Spotify, but like people hook up their iPhones to it. Or not their iPhones, yeah, their yeah, iPods to it. Mean. So they're like tens of thousands of songs at your fingertips. So I think, I think you're onto something with him kind of being stuck in that old fifties way of, of, of wanting to woo a girl, wanting to woo somebody based on the song selection that they do. Mm -hmm. Because that's also kind of, even when we were younger, we were past mixtapes, right? We like, we never gave somebody a mixtape, out of out of the CDs, out of out of like out of like a lack of anything else. Like we gave mixtapes, whatever. If it was like a joke, but like mix CDs, and it was so much easier. But we even curated CDs for ourselves. Like that was that was yeah. a thing oh, yeah, that totally. we did. Yeah. So that's that's I don't know, that's something that we can still hold on to. But now, like that's completely gone. Now it's like curating playlists, but you don't have to do anything because you can just hit like recommend me and it'll hit, you know, 40 songs that are similar to what you have and you can just put it on. So it's, you're not digging. Yeah, I think, exactly. I think like the, the effort you put into something is, is, is going to, it's going to pay off more what you get out of oh, it. Oh, totally. I, I yeah. think, I think that's what this song is also about. So, you, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that even, if you even answered a question or ask a question, but that's what, <laughs> I, that's what I think. That's what I, I didn't think. ask the question, but that was a good way of relating it. So, no, it's good. That's it's good. So that was your four B, right? Yeah, four B. My four B is if you don't, don't. Great song. You probably hate it. It's probably like your your stinker or whatever, right? Or an okay song. It's my eight B. What is wrong with you? It's so catchy. If you don't, don't. Why would you say so? That part's catchy. <laughs> but I mean, dude. First of all. I'm not discounting this song at all because this is a banger. Coming off Hear You Me, this is like the only song on the record that could have eased us back into reality. There's no Mm -hmm. other song on this record that you could have put after Hear You Me that would have been, I mean, tactful for one. And for two, good enough, heavy enough, fast enough, but still kind of slow enough. 
to keep all of the energy still a little bit low, allowing us to gather ourselves, but then eventually build up into something a little bit better. This is the only song on the record that could have followed Hear You Me. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one. Fact. You, you definitely need this song after Hear You Me, for sure. Uh, should we play it? Should we talk about lyrics? What do you want to do? Eh, the lyrics, the lyrics, I don't know. The lyrics, I was, I was a little, I was a little lost with them here. Why? I, I don't know. I just, there was nothing here that like spoke to me. I, I didn't understand. I don't. What'd you no, hear? I mean it's one thing to have have the lyrics speak to you, and it's another thing to interpret them. I don't know. I, I think the 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 chorus of if you don't don't know, I, I don't know. Like why is <laughs> is he is he literally just having like a like an argument with somebody? Like here's what I think. If you don't think that, like why the fuck would you say it? type of thing i don't i, I think don't the, well to me what what i got from this song lyrically was that it's him and this this girl that he he's in love with but they want they both want to be with one another but there's never been an opportunity where they can be with one another because either she's with somebody who's shitty to her or when they're both available jim is like he's not ready for a relationship because he's kind of a shitty person so there's never been this like perfect opportunity to be with one another but then that's kind of like what a relationship is. Like there's never a perfect time for anything. You just kind of have to roll with the punches and just kind of let it happen. So this is them just kind of liking each other or loving each other, but never actually taking that next step because either whether it's immaturity or whatever, I feel like that's what, that's what this song is about. Damn. That's very, I've been, I've been rewatching Seinfeld now. I'm in my Seinfeld watch, but I just watched an episode where, Jerry likes this girl, but they both kind of like each other, which is kind of stupid. Oh, I I remember this. But she's always in a relationship when he's single, and then he's mm-hmm. always in a relationship when she's single. Which yeah. I, I mean, now that I think about it, it's like why don't like why are you if you both like each other, why are you in a relationship with somebody else? But whatever, exactly. But that so that type of like back and forth that's a very childish thing. That's a very innocent thing. Not for a grown ass man like Jerry Seinfeld to be doing, but I could, I could, I could see that happening here. I guess, but it's a relatable thing. Like when, when you're when you're a teenager, early twenties, it's a relatable thing. Like people have been there, you know. Yeah, you 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 like somebody, but you're already with somebody else, and you I don't know. You feel like you should still be with them, I guess. And the other, yeah, because it's, you don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings, so you sacrifice your own feelings. For somebody else, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, I, again, they, they were sometimes. they were in their mid to early twenties when this was this was when this came out. So yeah. early twenties when this was written. So you gotta you gotta understand that a grasp on your emotions is not uh, not their forte at this point. No, it's not. It's not. Not that it ever is but for anybody. Did, but but then it's relatable to the people who matter most when it comes to buying records, and that's teenagers. That is true. So, I mean, it works for them, just like it works for Blink, you it know? It worked for us. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. So, I don't know. If you don't, don't. It's a banger of a song. Should I play it or no? What do you think? Um, Yeah, and play if you want to play it. This is your first banger, so that's fine. Well, it's not my... Well, let, let's, get on to, let's get into your uh, fifth banger, <laughs> then, because you clearly don't want to play it. Like, you hate this song. Oh, yeah. See, you do hate it. Just admit it. Oh, your house. Your house is my fifth banger. 
Okay. All right. So why is that? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not reading my notes again. It's jogging my memory why I want to play this. So this is, <laughs> this is a clarity song right here. This is. Oh, it totally. This totally is. I yeah. love, I love Birch's bass playing. It's squirrely. It's fun. But then I was reading on the, the wiki. This is mm-hmm. Jim playing bass? What? Is it really? According to the wiki, if you look at like the personnel notes, it says that Jim's playing bass here. I don't know if that's true or not. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder what it says on Genius. So (laughs) I don't don't know, but I think this song has just enough of the synth sound. I like how the acoustic guitar never stops playing. Like it does it all. Like it starts with the good strumming, like a good acoustic strumming. And then it leads into like that staccato riffage. And then it goes into like picking. Like it does it all. It does all of the good acoustic guitar sounds that I want to hear from a song in one song. You're absolutely right. I mean, and this going is, back to the bass playing too, it's so good. This is my favorite, on this album, this is my favorite vocal performance by Jim. Really? Absolute favorite. What? I mean, it, yeah, I mean, the chorus is pretty damn catchy. Dude, when he says love, I love, I love how he, I love how he says love. And he changes it so often. <laughs> oh my god! Dude. Like, it, it, and like this was the time when we heard him like really stretch his vocals, really go higher, really like belt it out. You hear a little rasp in there too, which comes yeah. out of fucking nowhere. It makes no sense because he never really rasps his voice too often. But damn, I love when he just says love. Like it's just mm, it's so good. Me. Yeah, it's and it is weird. You love. Like that Me at all, dude. That is just don't call. <laughs> God, that's so fucking good. It's really good. It, it everywhere I've looked just now, it says Jim Atkins does play bass on it. Right? What a that's... bummer! <laughs> what a bummer! Because it's like it is a really solid bass line, and it sucks that it's not Rick. <laughs> <laughs> like poor guy. <laughs> the best bass line on the record, you know, arguably is not by not from him. I would I would definitely say this is probably the best bass line on the record, but it's not the best bass playing on the record. Okay, that's fair. That's because fair. Rick Rick has dude again, like Rick has these phenomenal slides. He's really good at sliding. He just like on Bleed American. Like he has mm-hmm. some cool lines on Bleed American. He slides a lot. And he it's does, really yeah, fucking cool. And we haven't talked about Bleed American yet. Not a, yeah, seriously. That's, that's my six B, but but yeah, dude, like like So you hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Your house. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic song. Okay, let's play it real quick and then we'll get into the lyrics. So here it is uh, from Jimmy World. When you're on, I swear you're on. You rip my heart right out. You rip my heart right out. I think the whole room can make her my throat. You rip my heart right out. Still care at all. Don't go tell me now. 
there's a little bit of uh, Your House mm. from Jimmy World. This is another one of the songs where that acoustic guitar just does not stop. It's not as wild as Hear You Me, but ah, it's, it's good. It, it <laughs> it's does really it all. Good. I'm telling you, it does it all. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I, I totally agree. What do you got lyrically on this one? You can you can hear Jim's pleading vocals there, right? Like he's mm-hmm. pleading with somebody to quit playing games with his heart. With his heart. With his heart. <laughs> but he because he's too weak to like change anything, right? Like yeah. I yeah. don't know. You you you're you're in that situation where it's like, fuck man, stop coming back to me because you know I'm gonna keep coming back to you. And it's Yeah. It's just like cyclical toxic relationship that you're going through but i don't know the third but the third verse seems seems to say that even though he gets his heart broken he still wants the person to be closer and closer like this almost like stockholm syndrome that he has you know it's he knows it's so bad for him and he's devastated every time she does something horrible to him or breaks up with him or whatever but he just he wants more of it. He just can't can't get away from it. Dude, it's just like again in Seinfeld and, and and other things too. It's when you want to remember something, you repeat it, right? So uh, like a trick people use to remember names. If you if you're talking to some Anthony Robbins cuck, they'll be like, "Oh, what's your name?" Like, "I'm Tyler." Oh, hi, Tyler. I'm Jim. Oh, nice to so meet you, annoying. Tyler. And they'll repeat oh, your name God. over and over because they're a little butthole and they can't fucking remember things. You know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> I know, so you, you, you meet people all the fucking time, but I this, wait, wait, what? You meet people all the time. I'm sure people fucking oh, introduce okay. themselves to you all the time, like yeah. much more than you do to me. I I don't meet people ever because I hate people. But this song, <laughs> that that tune wait, of wait wait wait. It reminds me of in the office when Andy Bernard goes to anger management and he says it's all about name repetition. And then he goes and <laughs> yeah. meets the woman for the first time. Positive reinforcement, that's, name repetition. Yeah, positive re- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he said. I that's hate true. I hate that character. There was three. But, there was three. Yeah. There was something he said he said something and then positive reinforcement, reinforcement name repetition. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was. <laughs> that's what it is. Bunch of fucking cucks out there. But that that's what this song is, right? You you rip my heart right out. Like that 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 theme is rampant through this song. And he wants us to know that no matter what he says, he feels like shit. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like over and over and over he says, You rip my heart right out. But then like the last outro is just all if you love me at all. Like there's a little bit of hope left. And he still thinks mm-hmm. that, even though he just told us. Because when when we're dealing with like relationships and love, especially in our early days, we're fucking stupid. We know nothing. Oh, totally. We're yeah. complete idiots. And so this song is like a perfect representation of that. And then the third, the third verse, the third verse, verse. he says, <laughs> "You're winning. You're winning me over with everything you say. You rip my heart right out. You rip my heart right out." Ah. Uh. When I let I you closer, I only want you closer. You rip my heart right out. You rip my heart right out. It's so sad and almost pathetic, but it's like... It is so pathetic. But damn, like, everybody's been there at some point. <laughs> but yeah. relatable. Like, everybody's been there at some point. Oh, banger. Yeah. Dude, this is oh, a yeah. banger of a song. I, I agree. It totally is a banger. 
hundred percent a banger. Wow. What a, have, what a have, band. What an album. <laughs> do you have anything other lyrically with that one or is that, is that pretty much it? I mean, that that's pretty much it. what I wrote was that it's, it's about being dumped by a, by a girl and then how he's just devastated, but he's so infatuated and in love with her that he just, he doesn't want her back, but when he does, he's so happy, but then he just knows it's going to go to shit again. And it's a cycle. That's what I wrote. So it, it's pretty much the same thing. Just worded slightly different. Okay. That, well, yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's kind of like, fuck man. What was that? What was that quote from city of angels? You ever see city of, you ever see city of yeah, angels? Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. With uh Nicholas, Nikki cage, as I call him. Yeah. As he asked me to call him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just you kidding, love but, City of Angels. <laughs> yeah, but dude, City of Angels, that, that line, he says... <laughs> that fucking line. I'm going to so. do it. I, I I think this is it. But he says, I would rather have one breath of her <sighs> hair, one kiss of fr- one kiss from her mouth... Wait, you already fucked it up. <laughs> I know. I already fucked it up. I already fucked it up. I would rather have one breath of her hair, one kiss from her mouth... One breath of her hair? Yeah, one breath of her hair. Like He's smelling her hair. He's hugging her. Oh, okay. He's okay, embracing okay. her. Okay, Tyler? Okay, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Have okay, you embraced okay. anybody in your life besides fucking Rupert? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> or Isosceles. What is your cat's name? Isosceles? <laughs> what? I, Ichabod? What's your fucking cat's name? Oh, my God, dude. It's something with an I. <laughs> what, is it Ichabod? What is your cat's no, name? It's Archimedes. Oh, my God. I was way off. Oh my god! From Sword in the Stone. Come on. Yeah, Ichabod's oh, fine. Shit. Your cat's name is Ichabod. Isosceles. Isosceles. Yeah. That's, Isosceles. That's the <laughs> I would. I would rather have one breath of her hair, one kiss from her mouth, than an eternity oh. without it. So that's that's what this song is going after here. <laughs> I know it's going to end up shit, but I just I want one more, baby boy. I want one more. Oh my god. You know, I remember <sighs> a couple of years ago on the pod, you, you were referencing that line a lot and we looked it up and it was wrong. Like what you were saying was wrong. I'm pretty sure what I just said is right. Yeah. What you actually, yeah, I looked it up right now. What you said was right just now, but I remember back oh. then what you, it was wrong before. Yeah. I would rather have had one breath of her hair, one kiss from her mouth, one touch of her hand, than eternity without it. Oh, one. I forgot the fucking hand. That's right. That's the oh, physicality okay. of it. Yeah. Oh, so one breath of her hair, one, one kiss of her, of her mouth, one touch of her hand, because the touch of her hand is like the physicality of it, but not necessarily the kiss, because the kiss is like the sexuality of it. Yeah, but yeah. the the hand is like the connection that they have. <laughs> Dude, that's a banger. And then, and then you have to end it, then eternity without one, and then one. And then Iris. Right <laughs> by the Google Dolls. Damn, who the fuck? And I don't want to see you. That's a good song, though. That's a solid song. Do you remember the video when, like, when like Johnny Rezesnik is looking out the window, looking, peeking at the 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 cutups of Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan? I think it's no, Meg Ryan. I don't remember that. Oh, dude, it is Meg Ryan. Yeah, it's Meg Ryan. The video is so stupid. Like Johnny Rezesnik is in like the tower, like like voyeurism. Looking down at Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan having this moment, <laughs> and he's so singing about weird. how he doesn't want the world to see him. <laughs> but so I good. Don't want it. Oh my god, that song! Banger song. of a song, though. Banger yeah. of a song. Oh, we got to do Goo Goo Dolls sometime. 
Dude, or they not. have a they have a lot of albums though. Do they? Oh, yeah, no. they have they have a lot they have a lot more than you think they do. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, okay. Uh do we want to talk about any any oh Bleed American, the title song, right? Yeah, we gotta talk about Bleed American for a minute. And then I mean after that we've we've talked about everything else. Yeah, yeah we talked about I, everything else. Uh, yeah, I pretty much deleted everything, so just bleed American. All right, let's get into that title track. It's my my seven B on here. The heaviest song on the record, I would say. Overall, the heaviest, fastest song, and what a way to like capture you and just what an opener. I just like a perfect opener. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's so frantic. It's so it's so jarring. It's just a, it's a roller coaster. You don't know what to think. It's 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 weird and. I don't know. For those of you that followed Jimmy World in their early days, like, how did you feel? How did you feel coming off of like Goodbye Sky Harbor, and then mm-hmm. coming into Bleed American? Right? Like, what the fuck? What a transition! <laughs> how the hell? How does that make any <laughs> sense? It's just bizarre. It, it makes no sense. Dude, the high yeah. guitar and the chorus—it's barely even discernible. But something mm-hmm. like in the back, just to add a little extra craziness. Something just to get it faster, but with more energy. Yeah, that's right. totally what this song is. It's, I don't know. It's it's cool. Uh, it's and a then good song. Like the 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 good the the palm muted verses, and and then just that leading into the it like screams back into the chorus with that that opening riff. Yeah, it's so good. And then lyrically, I remember for years after hearing it, I always thought it said, I don't know why I thought it said this, but I thought it said soft shell sugar on the asf- asphalt. No idea why I thought it said that, but or he said that, but I just even now to this day, sometimes I even sing soft shell sugar on the asphalt, even though it does, makes no sense. And I know the proper lyrics, but it's just so okay. dumb. Well, to be, to be fair, until this week, I never, ever knew that salt, sweat, sugar on the asphalt was like the opening chorus line. What do you think it was? I don't know. Soft shell, sugar on the asphalt. <laughs> you would just make, you would just like, I don't know. I don't even know. Here's what the just chorus say says random. salt, sweat, sugar on the asphalt, our hearts littering the topsoil. Tune in and we can get the last call. I don't know. Uh-huh, I would just, I would just making up words. I, know. I don't know what the that's fucking words too. were until this week. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed. I, I, I will probably never read these chorus, the, these words again. I'll just make up my own words that I've been doing for the past fucking twenty years. I don't care. Yeah, it's more fun that way sometimes. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, man, what an opener, though. Um, it's a good opener. It's it's unbelievable. Like there's nothing that really sounded like this at the time either. Like, I mean, you can kind of almost compare it to new metal because of the high and low of the guitars. But they play it at such a, a a speed and an an intensity that, like it it's it goes beyond new metal. It's just it's something that's almost like unique to them. It's very weird because it's not really pop punk either, like Blink was doing. I don't know. I, I I can't explain what they were doing. It's just strange. They they just they do a really good like call and answer type of, yeah. of dynamic, whether it be like. Guitars, instruments, vocals, whatever it is, they do a really good call and answer. And Bleed American, the the song Bleed American, kind of has that vibe to it. It has a very call and answer vibe to it. 
Yeah. Even though it might not be so, and it could just be one guitar playing everything, and, but it does have a very call and answer vibe to it. It's pretty crazy. Like a band as simple as as Jimmy World, they can do a call and answer without the vocals. You know, just with the guitars yeah. and. They just do it so effectively and so simply, like it, it somehow just works really well with them. Should we play it and then talk about the lyrics and then wrap it up? What do you want to do? Yeah, I mean, we don't. I don't know. If you want to play? Do we, we do you even want to play it? To play it? We, we, I mean, we, okay, you don't want to play it, so we won't play it. I, I think I think Rick has some really <laughs> good bass lines here. Yeah, hit her, hit her pretty hard there, Rick, with the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He uh, he slides a lot, and again, like this was the first time you heard him slide a lot. And then sometimes he would slide, but it'd be like, like a quarter beat off. Mm-hmm. So while everybody has moved on, then he slides, and so you can really, okay. really hear it, and it's rad. I love that. I think it's like so. What part cool. though? I'm trying to think. I think it's like the it, it, like in between the first verse. Maybe even the first verse in the chorus. I should have timestamped it, but I didn't, and I just leave my li- my notes. So, yeah, that's fine. Just delete all the all the little fills. But I don't know. This this <laughs> seems to be about dealing with depression that stemmed from like being young. I, I I don't think that it's clear that it's about a younger person, but they yeah. were younger when it was when they wrote it. So I feel like the the music is. It's is more there. autobiographical, and yeah, it's more about adolescence and just kind of like how they're just living in a fucked up world. Like every, every generation is, you know, it's fucked up to an extent or it's always fucked up and people just want to get away, away from it. So they watch TV, they, they drink, they find other ways to escape the, the craziness of the world. And that's kind of what he's referencing. I feel in this song. If we're fucked up, you're to blame. Yes. Right. Yes, Tom. Yes, Tom. Greatest lyrics ever written. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! It speaks yep. volumes about modern times. Volumes. Yeah. Okay. So. So yeah. I mean that that's Bleed American. Uh, I mean, obviously, Mark Trombino produced this record, and I mean, he, what he's done in the past, and like with other Jimmy World with Blink. I mean, he's he he's a good producer. I I enjoy his work. I really, really do. So. It's. I mean, it's it's something to be said because. I mean, he did help produce Clarity, and then he also did help produce Bleed American. And Do Ranch. I mean, amongst a lot of other things that he's done. So it's just, I don't know, man. It's it's very bizarre because Bleed American and Clarity are so different from each other, even more so than like Dude Ranch and Enema were. Yeah, or, or well, like Dude Ranch and Cheshire were like the, yeah, the difference between Bleed American and, and Clarity are so different. Just they're, they're wildly different. Yeah. Like attacking the the musicality of it was completely different. Yeah, and I feel like working with a band like Jimmy World and Clarity, and then working with a band like Blink for Dude Ranch, although Dude Ranch was fantastic, but working with a band like that at that time. Dude, that's like night and day. It really is. It's and not just musically, but attitude wise. I mean, yeah. imagine working with Mark and Tom in nineteen ninety seven. At their most fun? Yeah, at their most fun when they're the most immature and just idiotic. 
compared to Jimmy World, who really just take themselves so seriously. <laughs> Except for maybe Tom. I feel like Tom doesn't really. Tom Linton doesn't really take himself very seriously. Yeah. But yeah, I would agree. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Trombino's Trombino's solid. Trombino's like like uh, kind of like if we had a top five under what do you what do you call that word under underappreciated uh, underappreciated producers. I think Trombino would be in the top five. I think so too. I really think so too. Totally. He's he's put out some great great fucking work. And I was I was also reading more about like the build up to Bleed American because the uh the sales of clarity and then the the singles comp that they put out prior like they were just so lackluster people just didn't really care they didn't really sell well and then obviously they were dropped by capital and then it was to the point where the band members had to go get jobs like i like real people job plain old people jobs <laughs> just to fund the next record and then even then after the sales and the extra jobs they still couldn't come up with the money to do it so Mark Chambino worked for free because he was so confident in the demos that they were making for Bleed American that he said, you know what, I'll do, I'll do it all you know, for nothing. Just pay me back once the record starts selling. And then obviously Bleed American blows up and becomes their most successful record. And like that, conf- that kind of confidence is pretty, pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. I mean, that, that, that kind of confidence like goes two ways. Like one he has a keen ear and he knows what's going to make his money back. But then also just being like a, a good friend, right? Just being a good yeah. person, seeing a yeah. group of guys that are trying so hard that it, like you said, getting plain old people jobs to fund like their next record. I don't know. Just like being there for somebody. It's just a really cool thing to do. Yeah. It's so it really ungreedy. Is. And it kind of it, it kind of irritated me like when I was reading more about after Bleed American going into Futures because they got what Gil Norton to produce that record. They they started out with Trombino that who's going to produce Futures, and then they had like all these like differences and this fighting going on between Trombino and them. And then they ended up not going with him. And I'm like, and I'm thinking like, dude, like he he put all of his trust in you guys. I know on Bleed American, and then you you like you kind of like. You fucked him, bitch out. Yeah, you kind of like fucked him, and then you know. So, so then they they do that with futures. You know, it's popular, and then they they try to like I don't know if it was with Chase this light or invented. They go back to Trombino. Well, no, no, no. Before Trombino, they they go with like Butch Vig to help produce some of the records. Like they go with you know Butch Vig is a huge guy, a huge producer, and so they try with him, but then that doesn't really work out. So then they go back to Trombino after that for like one record and then they go with, I don't remember this other guy they went with, but I forgot who he was, but yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know. It seems kind of weird and slap in the face to Trombino, you know, but I guess blink did it too. So I can't, you can't hate Jimmy world too much for that. Yeah. But blink you, 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 I don't know. Like, like I, when I say you, I feel like we, we give a lot of a slack to blink because they're just, they were immature. They were immature until, yeah. 2016 until tom left <laughs> yeah yeah finally seriously. okay so we have anything else to talk about on this one no that's that's it that's it i mean you got no 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 follow-up nothing no i i don't uh that's that's pretty much like all of my, the bulk of my notes i am good okay all right well uh so we got we got to rate it 
so we have a three-point rating system where three is a perfect album two is a good album you're going to continue to continue to listen to one is a bad album but you should at least give it a shot uh, and zero is just a trash fire so what are your final thoughts and your rating on bleed american this uh this holds a this holds a place in my nostalgic heart this does yeah. i mean like i said earlier there's jimmy rolls one of those bands that like got me into playing guitar and, and i mean i don't know had it had it not been for a select handful of songs my entire life could have been different and i know you could say that about anything right like the butterfly sure. effect of had i not like tied my shoe at this one point but i like to focus on one thing because that's 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 what i like the most so it's, it's not, more fun had it not been for like a handful of bands, Jimmy Rolled included, like my life would be fucking completely different for better or for worse, probably for better. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't know, man. Like, like my earliest memory with this specific album was the middle was that music video was people. I can't playing it. And then it kind of just snowballed from there. So, I don't know. Dude, this this band is this band is unbelievable. When they stop trying to be unbelievable, when they just let yeah. themselves be, and it took was this two thousand one? It took two thousand one till two thousand nineteen for them to tra- stop trying so fucking hard. Yeah, it's true. And I it wish took them it took them eighteen years to write the song five five five. And uh, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they did. So I. D- if they don't try so hard, if they don't try to like recapture what their fans, what they think their fans want to hear, they're, they're, uh, I mean, they're untouchable. Like bleed American is, is untouchable. Clarity is, <laughs> I mean, like it got shit on when it came out and then because it inspired essentially a decade of music, then retroactively it all of a sudden became like a the fucking, people love it. Yeah. A hit. Critics love it. Yeah. So fuck all so those fucking people. Dull. But um, you know, when this band stops trying so hard, dude, they 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 do some they do some historic stuff. So mm-hmm. this is not as good as Bleed American. I mean, that's oh, excuse me. Clarity. This is not as good as Clarity. <laughs> Clarity is is perfect through and through. But um, why can't everything be perfect, right? You can have more than yeah, one perfect thing, can you? You're totally right. Yeah, you can. Okay. Well, this is well, this is not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> This, this, I'll give this a three. This is a three out of three. Oh, thank God. Yeah, You're this, not being this, a giant dummy. This, this is a perfect album because, I mean... You must have laid off your stupid pills today. Or yeah, tonight, I, I actually just put them away. Renee took them from me, so... <laughs> okay, that's this what is, I This is a perfect album. Like you don't, you don't need to have something cohesive, even though, even though this is... Actually, I really have no, no complaints to say about this album. Yeah, I really don't either. <laughs> There's nothing, even there's even nothing like my either. even my sundown like I think that is a perfect closer to this album like the sun coming down like everything coming down is that is that Jimmy World finally which is not but is that Jimmy World finally saying like you know what we can't replicate clarity so we're gonna close the chapter on that one and move forward mm-hmm. and be something yeah. else or like is that something else? I don't know what that is I don't that that my sundown is. Like no one cares. Do, does anybody care? I don't know. I don't know. Jimmy Wills yeah. is there's something else. They are. They were. They were for sure. There's something else. Oh man. What a what a time this has been. This is 
Bleed American, man. Like much like you, there's a lot of nostalgia attached to it. Many days, many nights hanging out with friends back in the day, listening to it, just being obsessed with this record and it was good times and just overall if once you break the break the songs down, especially more recently, because now we're lyricmen, you know, these lyrics are way <laughs> deeper than I than I would have that I ever knew, you know. So it's been it's been a really cool week, a really fun week, and I can't wait to go back and redo Clarity, because I don't know. I mean that that record is beyond perfect, um, but overall, this album Bleed American, I don't do it often, oh, but there you go. I mean I got to give it a perfect three. I mean it is it's a perfect album through and through. No no complaints. And even like you like you said too, my sundown is not the best song on the record, but it's still a great fucking closer so i got i got no issues no no real like literally we've said nothing negative about this except how tom Lydon only wears oversized t-shirts <laughs> and how they sometimes sound like they have no fun but outside of that we've had no complaints yeah at all it's crazy I especially yeah. after we did poison last week and Oh it's like God. night. It's like literally night and day. <laughs> God, about, all right. I already got rid of that record too. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I great. sold it an offer up. It's fucking gone. Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> that is so great. I don't, like that's that's one I won't soon forget. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Oh shit! That was a bad record. All right. Well, Jeff and I actually both gave this a perfect three. That doesn't happen often or at all, um, unless it's like Blink or something or Corn. But um, <laughs> yeah, so what? thank you all for listening to the podcast and uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And um, yeah, that's it. That's all. David Jeffy. David Jeffy. David Jeffy. We'll talk about the middle later. I mean, it did take some time. Just natural talent. Just his, what are we talking about Mike Trout for? Are you get me on these you little brought it up. baseball you brought things. It you get me on these fucking baseball things. Here. You I, brought I, it I, up. You brought it up. You brought it up. My favorite song so here. <laughs> just so opposite of them, you know? Like, so they, you, it's, you little piece of shit. Know fucking sat there (laughs) (laughs) i did i just let you go on and on as i fucking rattled off 45 reasons why i hated this song and you over here sniveling and giggling and fucking smirking to yourself well i I wasn't sniveling i was i was giggling and i was smiling oh my god dude far across the distance you put a little my spaces between us. Like that kind of stuff? Dude, it's easy. Wow. Come on. This is my second favorite uh, Jimmy World That's song. my 7B, it. but it's a good song. Is it really that low? <laughs> yeah. Wow, you're so dumb. <laughs> like, I mean, you Just like you must consistently... Totally flip. <laughs> like, you must, you, must, you must have been taking, like, stupid pills daily for the last, like, two years to even... Come to that conclusion. Dude, I've been, that that I've is been your... on stupid pills since I was like twelve. You're a fucking, you're a butthole, dude. You're you're literally a butthole. Like poop comes out of you because you're a butthole. <laughs>
<laughs> what number is cautioners? I swear to God, if it's top three, I'm fucking Discord's disconnecting. What if it was though? Oh, you're okay with that? Okay, you make no fucking sense. Because I well, eventually no I want to hear. Sense. I want to hear your rationale behind that because it's stupid. Man. There's no rationale behind any of this. <laughs> <laughs> man, I got it. Have you embraced it. anybody in your life besides fucking Rupert? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> or isosceles. What is your cat's name? Isosceles. <laughs> what? I Ichabod. What's your fucking cat's name? Oh my god, dude! It's something with an I. What is it? Ichabod. What is your cat's name? It's Archimedes. Oh my god, I was way off. Oh my god, from Sword in the Stone. Come on. Yeah. Ichabod's oh, fine. Shit. Your cat's name is Ichabod. Isosceles. Isosceles. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Isosceles. That's <a> fucking... 